the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with two powerful survivor leaders. I'm so grateful to have them with me. Uh, today, I have Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Kiros and Lisa Diaz-McQuad, who are the co-founders of Redemption House of the Bay Area, which is an upcoming, not yet established, but we're going to speak it into existence here, upcoming nonprofit. Uh, the two of them have an amazing story. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, starting with Elizabeth, um, she is a student at Sonoma State University. She's working towards a bachelor's degree in sociology and a master's in public affairs. Her uh her goal is to become a probation officer where she can make a positive impact on the lives of those transitioning through the justice system. And she has been pursuing that goal, uh, serving as a drug and alcohol counselor at a residential treatment center and also representing the positive that, that, that it doesn't end with human trafficking as a survivor, that that she can be a a victim advocate and even a provider of housing in the near future. And so Elizabeth's going to be talking about her story and all these amazing things that she's achieved despite her difficult um, circumstances. And then also with her is her co-founder of Redemption House of the Bay Area, and that is Lisa. And Lisa was born in Santa Rosa. She's a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. And she she intimately understands the effects of trauma and addiction. Um, she found recovery and healing from her past and wants others to know that self-worth and that healing and that self-love that she she needed when she was going through what she went through. Um, some of the things uh, she's doing today, she's employed at California Human Development at the Stone House. And she's working with women who are in residential treatment for drugs and alcohol and facilitating groups uh, about relapse, self-awareness, self-esteem, the big book study. Oh, I love the big book. I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just a whole bunch of wonderful restorative 
um, uh, practices and services that she's involved in. And she is also, and this is amazing, full-time student at Santa Rosa Junior College, maintaining a 4.0 GPA, working towards an AA in human services and planning to get her BA in sociology and psychology. So if you aren't, you know, thoroughly impressed like I am yet, uh, I, 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 you will be by the end of this show because you, you know, what you're, you're going to hear here is a story of redemption, of love, and of restoration. Um, and, um, and I'm so excited to have you both on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for having us. Yes. So, Lisa, tell us a little bit, you know, about your why. Like, why did you um, uh, want to give back? What, and what, what got you out of that life? You know, what was the bridge from being stuck to to being an advocate? What, what happened there? So, Vanessa, for me, what happened was uh, I was 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 trapped in the lifestyle and just in that darkness of um of just that street life and then and then ultimately being trafficked um i was i was in that lifestyle for uh, like 20 years it was just a big part of me um i didn't know anything different um a part of of that lifestyle came incarceration um so what happened was in 2016 i was um I was being trafficked by the cartel and I was being used to traffic large, large amounts of uh, methamphetamine for them. And I was ultimately rescued by the Santa Rosa police department. Um, when I was rescued or arrested, uh, I was sent to residential treatment. And um, that's when I just realized that I needed to make some changes in my life. Um, and I had an opportunity to do something different with the resident with residential treatment. So uh, I entered into residential treatment and um, and I just began addressing, you know, just my my childhood, my childhood traumas. Um, at this point, I still didn't even realize that I was a, a victim of human trafficking. Um, I always thought that I had just made bad choices or I was just involved with the wrong men, you know, um, bad choices. Uh, so anyways, uh, after residential treatment, I, I ended up going to I wanted to go back to school. And, you know, I, I got out of treatment. I was clean and sober. I was feeling good. Um, and like the world was like a big open oyster to me. You know what I mean? I just felt really hopeful. So I had, I had signed up for school at the San Jose Junior College. And in one of my AODS classes, I had heard a presentation from my classmate, Elizabeth. And, um, she was doing her presentation on human trafficking awareness. And then she shared her personal story. And I remember sitting there listening to her and, she, when she spoke, I just, she, she sounded powerful and she had a good message. And I was looking at all of the, you know, all the, um, the red flags that she was putting up on the presentation. And I had this lump in my throat because I could completely identify with everything that she was saying. So afterwards I had talked to her after class, I had talked to her and shared my story with her. And from that point on, you know, it just became um, our, our mission and our goal to, um, you know, help other, help others that are, you know, victims of human trafficking. And the why behind it for me is I feel that, that, you know, since this walk in recovery and, and, and this walk of healing, this journey of healing for me, um, I, I found my purpose, you know, uh, for years and I was just living, I, I didn't have a purpose. You know, my purpose was to survive. That was my purpose. Um, so I was just daily surviving. So today I'm living and I want to be able to give back, you know, to those that, that are stuck or who are still in, in, involved in, in human trafficking, just um, 
just to be like that light and just to show them, you know, that, that change is possible. Um, just because, you know, we've, we've gone through these horrible, you know, situations and experiences that doesn't mean that that defines us today. You know, we can do something different. We can make some changes and, uh, you know, and just, just the work that Liz and I have done in the community with the, with the uh, victims that we've worked with, just seeing like the transformation in them and seeing them grow and start having like that light in their eyes and this, and the shine to their smile. It's, it's just, it, it, it just gives me hope. You know what I mean? And it gives me, like I said, it just gives me a purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So there you were, you're in class, you're feeling good. And here comes Elizabeth and she starts telling her story and you're like, that's my story. You're, exactly. you know, and, 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 and did, had you told anybody that you had been trafficked before that? Or was that like, I, I have, I, I hear this a lot that, you know, what, and you see it with the stats, uh, with surveys and stuff, people who have been trafficked don't identify with that label or they don't think of themselves as trafficked. Did you, were you that way or did you know? I didn't know. I didn't know until I started getting educated on what it was and all the factors that went around it, you know, the manipulation tactics, the trauma bonds, you know, all the stuff that goes along with it. Um, you know, I always, I, I, I was sold on the streets. I was sold through the internet. Um, there was times when I even, tra- when I even sold myself, you know, as a means of survival. So I never even, I, I never knew that it was trafficking. You know, I always thought that I was um, like a, a prostitute or an escort, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I hope, you know, my prayer is, is, is that as someone's listening right now and they'll, t- they'll tap into, as we kind of talk some more about this, they'll start to see that, you know, trafficking is happening all around and sometimes even to us like I, I remember one one uh survivor leader saying you know if, if you had to exchange sexual favors for a tootsie roll or a tootsie pop when you were a child that's trafficking mm-hmm. and you know because I'm exchanging money for a sexual favor and what that does is it's the beginning of human trafficking as a child. And then it goes on from there. It becomes, hey, you know, you want those shoes? You want those boots? Well, you got to have sex with me or you want mm-hmm. you want this. And it's just it's just a short departure away from that. And then you enter in drugs. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got the, the secret formula uh, and weapon to mm-hmm. use against, especially against an addicted woman. So. I am so grateful that you came out of that. I'm so grateful that you can, you know, you were inspired by Elizabeth and the two of you are a force to be reckoned with uh, along with the Lord, you know, to, to propel you in this new direction. And, um, and so um, we're going to take a a quick break and, um, and we're going to hear from Elizabeth and understand like what led up to her, her path to her being in that classroom there with you. So, We're going to come right back and we're going to hear from Elizabeth. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Starting this week, Operation Christmas Child will host Project Leader and Kickoff Countdown events throughout the Bay Area. Come learn how this program collects Christmas gift boxes from your churches, businesses, and community and distributes them to children in need worldwide. These boxes are filled with toys, school supplies, and hygiene products by people like you who want to make a difference in children overseas and their lives. Who These are children who may have never received a new gift before. 
Did you know that since 1993, nearly 540,000 volunteers worldwide have delivered over 209 million gifts to children in over 170 countries? In 2023, Operation Christmas Child uh, would like to reach another 11 million children in their 30th year of ministry. At their events, you'll be able to meet regional team members and learn how to work with others in your community to make a gift box and spread the word. Learn how children hear the gospel and become disciples of Christ. At some of their events, a guest speaker who has received a gift box will share their touching and personal testimony. And so you want to mark your calendar September 23rd in San Jose. Join in or visit SamaritanPurse.org forward slash OCC for time, date, and location information and click on the Project Leader Weekend picture. Uh, excited for you to get involved in this wonderful ministry and so grateful that Love Never Fails can do our part to promote the love that is being provided to so many children across our world. Merry Christmas! Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Elizabeth Quiros and Lisa Diaz-McQuad, who are both co-founders of an up-and-coming nonprofit Redemption House of the Bay Area. Um, they are here to share their stories as survivor leaders. And here I wanted to pull Elizabeth uh, into the conversation and hear from you, Elizabeth, about, you know, so, so Lisa says that that you came to her classroom and you inspired her to, first of all, to kind of even know that she was trafficked and then to um, move more in the sort of the advocacy role. So into an advocacy role. Uh, tell me about what, you know, what led to you being there and um, and why you do what you do today. So why I do what I do today is because I want to, you know, there's a, there, I fell through the cracks growing up, you know, um, and that's why I became a high risk for human trafficking because of the abuse I endured in my household and the abuse um, when I was placed in foster care, there's abuse going on in that household as well. And, um, and just not having that support system that I, a child needs. And so I became very um, high risk and vulnerable for a trafficker to lure me in because I thought that was my form of protection. You know, I thought that was my form of love and a dad figure for myself, you know? And so, um, so I just, you know, I had a, just long, a long-term abuse and now correctional facilities means had three different traffickers um, selling drugs. You know, th- I thought I was never going to amount to anything else but what I was doing. And so um, when I got arrested for the last time, similar to Lisa's, um, I got arrested when I was 26. And um, because of my arrest, I lost my son. You know, I got pregnant, couldn't stop using. Um, but that's kind of that wake-up call. I needed that wake-up call to do something different and not continue that pattern um, of cycle, you know, that my family continues like the abuse, the incarceration, the drugs, all of that's in my family. And I needed to stop that cycle before it touches my son. So um, I ended up getting five years between two different counties. Um, and I completed two programs, you know, coming to Sonoma County, I completed one program incarcerated and got out and went to another program. And that's where I learned that I was a human trafficking victim, not a child prostitute. There's no such thing as a child prostitute. And it wasn't my fault what had happened to me. I, I honestly thought it was my fault. And I put myself in that situation. And that's because that, that seed my father planted inside of me. He told me, well, you put yourself there. And so I kind of ran with that. And so, and that's not the case. That's not true. 
And so, um, so now I do what I do today because I want to bring awareness and I want to shed light on what, what's, what happens to adolescents that endure pain and what's, what's behind the scenes, you know, what's their mindset, why they do what they do, because I've committed a lot of crimes and um, nobody really asked and took the time to say why, you know what I mean? Like what you're asking me now, why? And so um, I did what I did to survive. And so I do take full accountability for my actions, but I just want to also put it out there that there needs to be accountability and resources that need to, that, that need to be tied in together. You know what I mean? And so um, with yeah. the resources, so when I basically, what I do now is I'm turning my pain into purpose. I'm turning my, my, my tri, uh, trauma into triumph. I'm, um, like when I came to the JC, I had just completed women's recovery services and I wanted to go back to school to get my education. And to be a counselor because I had counselors that mentored me. So I'm like, I want to be just like you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I went to school to get my degree in counseling. And I, you know, in my living room, I had so much because I, I, I have my higher power, which is God. I love God. You know, He He gave this is it's because of Him I'm at, I am where I'm at today. And I'm um, because of and, and God blessed me with Lisa. Like I basically, you know, had Him cross other people you know, that um, was supposed to partner with me, but they, they just got removed because Lisa's the one that's supposed to be my partner. I've been praying for Lisa. Like we both collaborated and came together because that was a God thing. You know what I mean? And so I remember being in my living room and I, I was praying and he gave me this passion and this fire to like do uh, presentations. I'm like, well, um, I'm kind of nervous on doing that because I don't really like to speak in front of like, uh, what is the stakeholders, nonprofits, law enforcement. It's very intimidating. But he's like, no, you need to like do presentations and just get comfortable with it. So I decided to start practicing at the JC. And that's where I ended up in that classroom. <laughs> My wow. teacher. So, so he allowed me to practice in this classroom. And that's where I met Lisa. So I'm just God. Wow. That's incredible. So you, there you were practicing, practicing, not realizing that God was going to use that to, to, to open up Lisa's heart and however many others Yes, that's hearts are being opened up and and we're opened up because you shared your testimony. And, uh, you know, that's just beautiful. And and, you know, and I I love that because there are people that are listening right now and they are they're thinking, who's going to ever want to know my story? You know, story, you know, uh, why would anybody want to know about someone who had been sexually abused and beaten and trafficked and like that's just a drag that's just you know that's not a a fun story who's going to want to know that um or maybe you know they're afraid like you were saying they don't know um maybe i'm not going to sound right i'm not i'm going to sound stupid or you know whatever but look you stepped out and there was lisa and you 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 inspired her she inspired you just a beautiful story so so okay so so you came together I want to go back a little bit to your childhood, uh, if you don't mind, Elizabeth. I want to ask you a few questions. So when you say, you know, a lot of people who are listening today, they cannot relate to foster care. I, too, was in a foster care system, but as an infant, so I don't remember anything. Um, But, you know, you were older, yes, when you were in foster care? Okay. Somebody was, okay. So someone was abusing you. So what does that look like? Because people just, I think people don't realize how that happens. Is that like a foster parent or a friend of the foster parents or how yeah. is it that someone can get access to a foster child like that? So at the time, I'm not really sure how, how deep they investigated, you know, or how they um, review the people's background or, or if they had any priors to other history or cases with kids abusing the kids. 
but it wasn't me particularly. It was another child that we were living with. So the, it was an older couple. It was a man, um, a man and a woman. It was super older. I want to say they were in their sixties, right? Um, so they're old fashioned. So there was a mentally ill child I was living with and at home with me. There was probably like I want seven. I want to say seven of us. Um, this this kid was like eight years old, and he would scream and yell. And that was his way of voicing whatever was going on because he couldn't talk. You can obviously tell that he had some disabilities. And so whenever he did anything wrong, they would take him to the room and they would beat him. And I can hear him screaming. So I want to say that's a abuse an abusive environment for me because yeah, I yeah. Just got removed from an abusive environment. And so for me to be placed there, I'm like, why am I even here? Like I I'd rather go back to my mom's to where I at least know her. I don't know these people. And they would put um padlocks on the fridge and and only fed us when they fed us. We couldn't just go in and grab anything we want to eat. It's only when they fed us. And so I just felt like it was kind of like a mil military status. <laughs> You know, it was like, it, it was, I didn't feel safe. And that's why I say I, I fell through the cracks because not even being in foster care, no, I didn't have a therapist come and check on me. I didn't have nobody ask me questions, how I felt, or was this a safe environment? I didn't have any of that. So that's why I just ran away because I felt like I had nowhere to go. And so I went yeah. to my dad's doorstep and he was dr a drunk, so he couldn't meet my needs. Mm. Yeah, I actually just so everyone listening audience knows I have multiple girls that have told me that their foster parents have chained up the refrigerator with a uh, chain so that you can't get in until it's time to eat. And you know, the argument that some foster parents make is that well, they're eating me out of house and home. They're bringing their friends over when I'm not here. You know, uh, you know. So I get it. You know, I understand. Sometimes I, I've thought about that with my own kids. Like y'all, you know, especially during the <laughs> pandemic, y'all eating me out of house and home. But, but the the point is, is that I think it's it's not that you know, hey, you you know, you can't have your friends over and eat everything, or you you can only eat these are your snacks for the day. But it's just like you you feel like unloved, right? Is that exactly? I didn't know what was going on. I just seen that and felt like hostile. <laughs> Nobody yeah. nothing, you know. And they were very angry. They weren't very. They weren't compassionate at all. So it's like any little mess up I did, I, of course I would get yelled at. You know what I mean? Or they yeah. kept me. They kept me home for my last day of school because I had went out the day before with my friend. You know, and so they they at my last day of school where a kid's super happy. That's their happy place to go and 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 have their last day of school. And they kept me home for that. So I was really. Mm -hmm. I was angry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I think it's just helpful for people to understand like what exactly is going on in these homes and, and really quite frankly, how simple it is to show, to, to like make some change there. Like does this couple really love kids and really want to work with kids? And, um, you know, and, and it can be hard. It can be felt. It can be, yeah. It can be heard. It can be seen whether that person really cares for the kids they're taking care of. Okay, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about your vision. I know that it's not yet established, but your vision for Redemption Halls of the Bay Area and uh, what you're hoping to achieve. And so uh, listen in and we'll come right back uh, with another session of Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. 
trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with two powerful survivor leaders who are sharing their personal testimonies and telling us about their their vision to bring forth a nonprofit and house in Sonoma County, specifically Santa Rosa, um, where they will provide housing uh, under the name Redemption House of the Bay Area. They're working on it today. And I want to talk a little bit about the vision there. Um, So, you know, what what are you trying to achieve? What do you see it? I know it's just coming together. So you're still in the development stage. But tell me, what, 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 what are you envisioning? So we vision um, a long-term uh, placement center, basically a shelter for these women. And we vision it to be like a year-long uh, safe house. You know, we don't want to say like a drug and alcohol program. It's going to, we're going to have some of that stuff implemented inside, but it's mainly a safe house for them to rehabilitate back in the community and for us to like build them up and empower them that they can too be um, successful, you know, and, you know, give them all the tools they need, like life skills, um, there's animal therapy, there's, uh, you know, working out, you know, having some people come and teach them how to work out like gym wise. Um, there's, you know, having that bridge with the JC or Sonoma state, having a career coaches, one-on-one therapy, stuff like that. Like it's just, it's just rehabilitating them. And so it's, you know, that's the long-term vision right now. And then Lisa has, I know Lisa has. Yeah. Basically just, um, like Liz was saying, the safe house and just a place for them to provide all of the all of um, the the things that they need in order for them to uh, to get on their healing, their track of healing and, and, and re re uh, reinventing themselves. Right. Because that's what it is. You know, when we get to when we get to to learn about ourselves and learn about our traumas and we start our healing, we reinvent, we reinvent ourselves, you know, and we want to be able to just provide that safe place for them to do that. Um, we also want to. You know, have it. We want to be connected with different agencies and organizations throughout the communities. You know, so that when there is a trafficking victim, that an agency or you know a community agency might come across, whether it be um, you know uh, a, a, another shelter or maybe law enforcement or you know other these other organizations that they're like, oh hey, Redemption House. That's where we can you know we can help this girl and send her there. You know, we want that's what we want. We want Redemption House to be that name where they know that, that, that that's where um where these victims are going to be able to get the healing that they need and the help that they need. You know, we also, Liz and I, you know, Liz and I are big. We, we think big and dream big. So we also uh, had, had, had talked about, 
know, once a safe house is established and, it, and the ladies will be there for a year, you know, because it's, it's going to take a, pro, it's a process, you know, of, of all these different changes that they're going to be going through, um, that once they complete, you know, the safe house program, uh, we want to be able to offer like possibly a, uh, like a transitional housing. So once they're out of the actual program part, then they can go into transitional housing where they're able to live, have a little bit more independence, um, work, go to school, pay rent, you know, and start just getting established, um, you know, in, in integrating back into the community like that. So um, that's something else that we had talked about adding on to the program. And I, I think that just all in general with, with, with the year program and then the transitional housing, I mean, it's, that's definitely a setup for it's a setup for success. Yes, yes, yes. So you guys know that we have housing and we have our phase one and two houses and then it progresses into a phase three. Um, you know, we have a, a similar structure and you're, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and there's other, there's tons of other, um, you know, programs. Uh, Wellspring is another one that's in, uh, Atlanta and Georgia that has a similar format and they've, we've had tremendous success. Uh, mm-hmm. I will tell you, you know, we've housed 151 women and children in the last wow. six years. Um, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So let me just inspire you. Keep going. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. I'm so grateful to Pamela Estes from San Mateo County. And I love, I love that different counties are helping different people are helping each other out. So Pamela from San Mateo County reached out to me, connected me to you guys. You're in Sonoma. And we're like, how can we help each other? You know, because at the end of the day, it's these babies and these women and these men that are out here that don't know who they are. Like we didn't know who we were, you know, who we are. And, uh, and look, you know, it, it, it's just beautiful. So tell me about, you know, so you have this housing uh, idea. What kind of services are going to be in there? What do you envision? So we, the services that we envision in the, in the, in housing would be, um, definitely counseling, one-on-one counseling, you know, with, with a professional counselor, uh, you know, we want to be, make sure that we stay, uh, you know, trauma, you know, keep them trauma, a trauma, like a trauma formed, um, base kind of, you know what I mean? Where, where we can address our trauma because everybody coming in from the streets that's been a victim of human trafficking has trauma. So right. that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, like Liz was, was, was speaking of earlier, you know, um, some life skills, maybe cooking classes, maybe some food and nutrition classes, um, uh, some kind of physical, uh, maybe like um, some kind of physical workout, you know, that we can implement into their day, their, their day. Uh, you know, a prayer and meditation off top. Definitely. You know, we want to be able to, um, you know, Liz and I are both uh, women of God, you know, we're faith based. Um, our lives are all revolve all around what, it, what, what the Lord is leading us to. So, um, you know, we want to be able to, to share that with others, not try, not push that on, push it on them, you know, but just share it with them and, um, and just kind of leave that, leave it open for them to have some kind of spiritual uh, time or spiritual connection. And, uh, you know, possibly as, and then with the drugs that come dealing with, like uh, clients coming in with drugs and alcohol issues, you know, maybe having something set up with some kind of uh, day program that, you know, maybe they can, they can leave during the day, go to this outpatient program for a couple hours and then come back. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's the possibilities are endless. Yeah. When we think about all the services that we can provide. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we eventually, if we get, when we get a house, we want to have a house with the, with 
a lot with some property so we can have like animals out there for animal therapy. Yeah. You know, maybe some gardening, get out there and get your hands yeah. in the dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. um, yeah, just, you know, just touch into, tap into all that good stuff for, for, um, for these yeah. women, you know, and, um, yeah, and you know, just, just good. A communication class too. I want these girls to learn to like, when they're going to be ready to share their story to testify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm so grateful that you said uh, one of the things that sometimes sets off red flags for people that aren't in the faith community is, are you going to force people to believe as you believe to receive the services? And I'm glad you were you got ahead of that, because that's one of the um, one of the negative stigmas that faith based groups have. I noticed like when I said we're a faith based organization, we're doing housing, people automatically assume like, oh, you must be forcing them. That's to you know, believe if you believe. And so, and, and, and I always say, you know, that's not the, that's not the Christian way because God gives us a choice and Amen. he never forces us to believe, uh, uh, believe in him. Um, and so just like you would offer counseling or you would offer food or you would, you know, like someone might be a vegan and you offer them some meat and they just say, no, I don't, I don't eat meat mm-hmm. and you yeah. move on. That's yeah. it. It's exactly. not a, you know, it's not what you, it's not, um, forced on anybody and so that that's really wise and um i think it's biblical as well so um yeah and then the communication we're gonna have we're gonna have yeah 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 yeah. and then the communication class you know that is so key because um you were voiceless right and i was voiceless we've got to be able to tell that story like you did Elizabeth there in that classroom to practice mm-hmm. on some quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and um, I want to talk a little bit about um, going back to kind of the service providers that you're connecting with in the community and, and um, really see if there are people that maybe can come alongside you. Uh, with different things that you might have need of there in Sonoma County. So we're going to come back and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today uh, with Elizabeth and Lisa, who are the co-founders of an up-and-coming nonprofit Redemption House of the Bay Area. And we're learning about their vision, what they hope to achieve in supporting women who, like them, were trafficked, were abused, were abandoned, um, and uh, and really just suffered a great deal of, of hurt in coming up and even incarcerated. And now they're starting their new lives, hopefully. Uh, through this opportunity for housing and um, and trauma informed care, and so you know, we I wanted to talk because we were during the break we were kind of talking about some of the challenges as women women of color who've come from these types of backgrounds where you know uh, living in poverty where you don't learn these you know the lingo you don't learn how to pitch you don't know you don't learn um, clinical language and business. Yeah. Human. You don't know, you know, some of the things like my aha moments as I came into, um, you know, this this world of business and nonprofit is words like P&L. You know, if you get around uh, people who are in um, in business, they'll throw around terms like, oh, you know, what's the bottom line or, you know, do you what's your P&L? What, do you have a balance sheet? Do you all these financial terms? You know, people people from our background don't weren't raised with that as the dinner table talk. We weren't uh-huh. raised with um, with even, you know, I mean, you, just envisioning that you could be an executive director or you could run anything or you could even have your own house or you could even graduate from high school at all. Or even you could even make it alive to 21 was is, is really having a big vision for life. And so, you know, I think. You know, I wanted to hear from you, like Lisa, you were saying about some of the challenges, like, you know, uh, sometimes it's a little bit of fake it till you make it right. Is, 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 yeah. Can you relate? Can you relate? Oh, yes, uh, definitely. Definitely. This uh, this whole experience um, has been it's, it's amazing. You know, this whole this whole learning experience, this journey has just been amazing. And, you know, Liz and I will laugh at times and just, you know, like two girls from the streets, you know, um, that and we're, and we, if we weren't in the streets, we were locked up, incarcerated. You know, it was one of those two. So to be in like this business world now and to be uh, uh, like interacting and introduced to and, and, and working with, you know, all these amazing people who like, have this great business knowledge and they're, and they're teaching us, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're mentoring us they're teaching us. We're learning, you know, we are learning the lingo. It's definitely, um, I have to write everything down. I'm doing, I do that right now. When I was talking to you, um, I have to write everything down cause then I'll go back and look at it later. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, and it's amazing though. God is good. That's all I have to say is God is great. You know, and yeah. it's just amazing to think of where we came from and where we are today. Like I'm yeah. literally in my own home that yeah. I pay rent at. On my laptop, you know, like uh, interacting on a daily basis with with business professionals. And sometimes I'm like, wow, this is my life, you know, (laughs) it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, and God is so good, you know, and every time we we connect with somebody new, it's a new door that opens up for opportunity for us. And it's something and it's it's a new opportunity for us to learn something, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Well, for me, too, like um, learning, like Lisa was saying, learning all the talk, the walk. The business um, perspective, the uh, nonprofit sector, all of this stuff we're learning, it can be really um, intimidating because like, yeah, like Lisa said, we're, we're from the streets, like we in and out correctional facilities, like we didn't hang out with people like this, like law enforcement was the enemy, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um, nonprofits was like, you don't talk to nonprofits because they're going to, you know, they're going to get you arrested. Like it's just, it's just so much 
uh, mentalities that we have to switch around. And now we're like bridging with law enforcement. We're bridging with um, nonprofits and we're learning to like sit at a table with them and not be intimidated and have that confidence, you know, because we have a different type of perspective. Like you can go to school all day. You can have a degree. But if you haven't walked that life, it's kind of like, how, how, how can you relate? And that's okay if you have a degree. Like, no, give props to people out there that has a great degree and do what they do because they bring a lot to the table. But when there's survivors that come that actually walked it with experience, with the degrees too, like that just takes up, that's a whole new level, I want to say. I totally agree. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and one thing I've come to realize is that there's some unique genius that we bring to the table even before we have the degree, there's a unique yeah. genius uh, that, that nobody, that, that we devalued, let's yeah. just say. We devalued our unique genius because, like, I, you know, I try to get people uh, jobs in IT. And, yeah. um, you know, some people are like, man, but, you know, your people you're representing, like, they have records and they have yeah. backgrounds and they have trauma, you know, and, they, you know, they might call off work and they might, you know, they might give my people attitude and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, and of course, yeah, you got to coach people. You got to teach people about like, you know, appropriate ways to like ways to say no nicely, you know, how to, how to push back nicely. You know, somebody says, can you work on Saturday? The, the, the pre, you know, educated Vanessa would say, what? Saturday? I I got things to do on Saturday. I know no Saturday, but, but the new, the new Vanessa that has been educated would say, Oh, Saturday, let me check my calendar and I'll get back to you. I might have a conflict. I will get back to you. So, so see, it's just a matter of knowing how to switch it up. But right. the point is, the point is, is that um, we don't, uh, you know, we, we don't value some of the other things like the toughness, the mental toughness, yeah. the hustle, the, the yeah. ingenuity, the resourcefulness, the resilience. You ain't going to see us arguing about, oh, like the heat isn't up high enough or there's no coffee here or, you know, you know, different things that I've seen people go get crazy about, you know, that are in like office issues that people get upset about those kinds of things. Um, those are easy to overcome when you've gone hungry, when you've been beaten, when you've been raped, you know? And Mm -hmm. so being resilient, right? Yeah. Does that resonate with you as well? Yes. There's stuff I let go in in the workforce. Like whatever office I'm working at, there's stuff I let go because I like, it can be worse. You know what I mean? Like it's not worth it. Pick your battles. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just, I just turned the, I just turned the other piece. And then I do call my, I do call my sister Lisa. I call my other uh, support system. If I have to vent besides that, I, I walk away because it's not, like you said, we've, we've experienced worse. Like we, we know, like, this is something that we don't need to fight. You know, like we don't need to battle with. Right. And yeah. that's, what, that's, what's been a big help, you know, is just being able to bounce things off of each other. You know, when, yeah. if she's going through something at work or there's something going on or, or whatever, that's, that's got her to that point where like, you know, she's, by, about to go there like we literally we literally can like talk each other down or redirect each other pray with each other we we always pray with each other yeah you know what i mean just to like yeah. bring us back to again ground us to remind us of what we're what we're doing you know yeah um, yeah it, it is it is challenging but it, it, i think that just having like the sisterhood that we have on top of like the business partnership and the yeah. friendship like yeah it, it definitely man it, we both we both bounce stuff off of each other and yeah, yeah I, I, we definitely i couldn't do it without her i know that 
Yeah, every yeah. Single- <laughs> yeah. Like so there's that, times that, we'll get off of like professional meetings. There's yeah. times we'll get off professional meetings and then we'll jump on the phone with each other and we'll just like like just vent or you know what I mean? Or, or try to like what, or what was she yes. saying? Like, was she really saying that? You know what I mean? So just- yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta do that. And everybody does that. Everybody does that. And so yeah. we have to we that's have good. to have our support system. Right, and right. So yeah. that is so that's important. So important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and then you know what? And then now that I'm a little bit further along in this, I'm actually challenging some of the corporate norms that don't make space for people to, you know, have their own cultural expression. You know, there are some people that, you know, maybe like some cultures are not don't talk a lot and they mm-hmm. might be perceived by our society as, oh, they don't care or they mm-hmm. are. They don't have any innovative ideas because they're just quiet. No, that's their culture. Mm-hmm. Other cultures laugh Absolutely. loud. Other yeah. cultures, you know, they express themselves more loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that doesn't mean they want to fight you. It just yeah. means that's their culture. Mm-hmm. And so we need to have a little bit of cultural training Absolutely. too in our in our in our business. It's yeah. a process, right? That we all have to first we gotta get ourselves together. And then yeah. we can start educating other people. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, this has been wonderful. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about ways that people can connect with what you're doing. Uh, so we'll be right back. And thanks to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, have been having a great time uh, just talking with Elizabeth and Lisa, uh, chopping it up about all things women restored, children restored, people restored. Redemption House of the Bay Area. Look out for it. It's up and coming. Um, and uh, just keep it in your prayers. Is there, how can people get in touch with you uh, if they want to support the work you're doing there in Sonoma County? So there's several ways that they can get in touch with us. They can get in touch with us um, we, uh, through Facebook, uh, Redemption House of the Bay Area. We have a Facebook page. Um, they can also either uh, individually contact Elizabeth or myself. Uh, we also, we do have a, biz, a Redemption House of the Bay Area business phone. And uh, is it okay to give that phone number over the, over the air? So the number is 707-697-2099. Perfect. Awesome. So there you have it. Some ways that you can get in touch with both Elizabeth and Lisa. Um, a few other things just to let you know about Love Never Fails. Uh, we have our new IT biz cohort starting off. On um, March the 4th, we have information sessions uh, leading up into that every Tuesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, in the, just to give you a little bit of information about this IT biz, uh, connect with IT biz cohort. It starts off with a technology 101 uh, five week class. You get a Cisco certification when you're done. Then you go into a I believe it's a six week tech business tech class. Again, Cisco certification. And then you move into a Cisco cybersecurity class and you get a cert from that. And then you final, you go through a a 13 week 
um, CompTIA A plus class. So you come away with three, uh, four certs, three Cisco, one a CompTIA, which is a, like a Microsoft cert, and um, and you will actually qualify and have access to paid internships and apprenticeships that start from fifteen dollars an hour and progress to forty one dollars an hour over an eighteen month period. Um, and we have some amazing uh, partnership with uh, Oakland Adult Continuing Education, Merritt College, and San Francisco City College. Um, and if you're living in the city of Hayward, we're giving out free Chromebooks for the first 75 um, enrollees, as well as um, incentives for completing each of your certifications. And also, if you complete the whole class, you get 2.5 credits of college credit. So we are doing this all over Zoom, and it is instructor-led, and it is grant-funded, so it is free to you. Uh, some of the benefits don't apply outside of Hayward, but uh, we're working on that, actively working on having it reach out to all the counties um, and be applicable to all the counties. But the credits apply to all the counties and um, the, the classes are accessible to all counties. So please sign up today. You can do that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ITBiz. I emphasize this um, just for because in during COVID, the only industry that actually re remained flat to up, meaning it's a healthy industry, is tech. Other industries like service industries and manufacturing, those all went down. And guess where most underserved, under-resourced people are working? Guess where most women are, are, are working? Most people of color are working. They're working in those industries that were most impacted. And so I'm trying, I really hope that you uh, partner with us to get your, uh, your community enrolled today for a career in technology. And just remember that tech is the basis of almost every industry. So even if you just do tech 101 and business tech and you stop, you would be much better off because of it with two Cisco certifications. So please come and sign up today. Also want to invite you to, um, uh, uh, access our online store, which um, all the proceeds fund our um, our house, and that is store.loveneverfailsus.com. And so you can uh, patronize the, us there. You can also come to our actual physical store, which is in Hayward at 22110 Grand Street. Cross Street is A Street. We're open from 12 to 5, Monday through Friday. Um, and then lastly, want to encourage you to um, uh, sign up for our gala. Our gala is the Journey to Freedom. It is our annual fundraiser and just fun event. We have an amazing, I'm not, I can't say who she is, but we're lining up an amazing keynote speaker. And uh, you have the opportunity to sign up for your tickets today um, by going to our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And there you will find our, um, our gala posted. Um, and, and so thank you so much to both you, Lisa and Elizabeth, for being on the show. Uh, we so appreciate you and uh, we'll be keeping you in our prayers. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. This is great. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for the day. Uh, we want to encourage you to uh, check out our website, loveneverfailsus.com. Check out our Facebook page, uh, Love Never Fails fan page, our Twitter, Love Never Fails 5, our Instagram. We're out there. Check us out. Get involved. 
Um, and if you need to hear it again or you haven't heard it before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.